This is Object to This, uh, normally an Ace Attorney fan cast. I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle, and this isn't about Ace Attorney today. It's the Professor Layton spoiler cast. Yay! <laughs> so, if you... I am going to systematically go through every Layton game I've ever played and spoil it. Like, all of it. Like, every single part of it. So, if you don't want Professor Layton spoiled at all, turn off your iDevice and delete the spoiler. Or your Zune. No, screw people who have Zunes. <laughs> oh, what if they listen to it on their laptop? Or they're streaming it? Okay, if you're streaming it, then fine. But if you're listening on an I- if you're listening on a Zune, shut off your Zune and go buy a real MP3 player. So, for those of you who are worried, I'm not going to spoil Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask, or the Mask of Miracles, whatever the most recent one is, because I didn't play it. So this is going to be everything else. Okay. And I will tell you which game we're going to do right before I do it, so you can skip it if you feel like it. Uh, okay. Are you ready, Stephanie? Just listen to all of it. I'm ready. I really am invested in knowing about this lading game and all of the details, because I can't play them very well. Alright then, let's get going. Alright. So, Professor Layton in, in the Curious Village. Professor Layton in the cur- Curious Village. Fuck, I'm sorry, what is it word. called? Is it Professor Layton in the Curious Village? <laughs> yes. Professor Layton and the Curious Village. I cannot speak. This is not boding well for us. <laughs> okay, so this game opens up, and you're, you as in Professor Layton and Luke, are in the Layton Mobile, because Layton has a car, and it's called the Layton Mobile. Is it is it actually called Layton Mobile, or is that what just fans call it? It is actually called the Layton Mobile. <laughs> okay. That is, that is what they call it. Okay, so you're in the Layton Mobile, and Luke's like, what's going on? And turns out you have this letter from your dead friend. So you have your letter from your dead friend, and he says that he's hidden his... Like, he was super rich, and so he's hidden his family treasure or whatever. And it, and anyone who finds this thing called the Golden Apple gets to keep it. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to find... You're going to his house to figure out what's going on. And for some reason, there's not really, like, a question about why he died. I guess he just died of old age and nobody gives a shit. But, like, <laughs> whatever. So you're going to find this this golden apple because it's a puzzle and Professor Layton loves puzzles. Bitches also love puzzles, but go on. So... The town, you get to this town, and it's called St. Mystery, St. Mystier. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> so, the the spot-on wordplay of an Ace Attorney <laughs> game is also present in all of these latent games. Alright, so we got a mystery afoot. So you, yeah, so it's like a pain in the ass to get in this town, because it's surrounded by like a moat. So you have to get the moat to come down, there's a puzzle and stuff. And you meet some people, and everyone is giving you puzzles, and you're like, what is going on? Why is this town infested by puzzle people? <laughs> and, like, it doesn't make sense. And you meet this dude named Stash and Scarfin. <laughs> Stash and Scarfin? Stash and Scarfin? <laughs> he's the tutorial guy. His name is Stash and Scarfin. He's like a little kind of hunched over dude with a giant mustache and a scarf. Oh, makes Stash sense. Stash and Scarfin. <laughs> So, so Stash and Scarfin teaches you how hint coins work, which is essentially you tap everything, you get a hint coin, and you can use it on puzzles. And he teaches you, like, how to do puzzles, which is really self-explanatory, but they have a tutorial guide. Okay. Anyway, remember Stash and Scarfin, because he will be back. 
Okay. There's, like, a weird-ass tower in the middle of the town. Like, everything is, like, one- to two-story buildings, except for this fucking giant tower that's, like, leaning over and dilapidated and has, like... It's, like, a what you imagine a Rapunzel tower to be, kind of roundy and has, like, like, a peaked roof on top, except for kind of square and weird-shaped at the same time. Like, it's all just kind of creepy. Is it kind of like out of a Tim Burton movie or something? Yeah, like, if Tim Burton designed Rapunzel Tower... That's what this tower looks like. All right. So so you get into town and you talk to people and you're like, what's at the tower? And no one will tell you. <laughs> so, so you're like, whatever. And you and Luke go to the estate of your dead friend. So in his house, there's like a bunch of people because there's this dead guy, right? And they're all looking for the golden apple. And they're stealing all his jewelry and they're just taking precious <laughs> stuff, things off they the wall. They can't find it. They can't find his precious jewelry. <laughs> he hid it. So that's why they need the golden apple, is because he literally hid all of his good shit. (laughs) (laughs) So they couldn't steal it. (laughs) (laughs) So inside the house, it's like a goddamn game of Clue. Like, everyone is, like, themed, and there's all these people, and it's crazy. But really important is, you enter the foyer, like, you enter the place, and there's, like, a picture of your dead friend and his daughter. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and, like, Luke is like, oh, look, it's your dead friend. (laughs) Not exactly like that. But Luke is essentially like, oh, hey, check out that painting. And the professor's like, oh, it's sad that my dead friend is dead. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. But you that's how you learn he has a daughter. And you're like, oh, where's this fucking daughter? But you, you don't meet her. So <laughs> she's not in this house, at least. So you go, and there's one of the ladies who's there. Her name is Lady Dahlia. Ew. And she's, like, all in pink, and she's very posh and pompous and stuff. And she's got this... This annoying-ass cat. <laughs> like, like, I hate this cat. Does she bring her cat with her everywhere? Does she, like, wear it like a, sh- like a shawl around her neck? Or does it just kind of hang out? She doesn't wear it. Like, she she pets it like a villain or whatever. But for some reason, you go and see the fam, and there's, there's like, people. One of them is kind of like a nerd guy. His name is Simon. He'll come, He'll become important later. He's, like, he's, like, got a big nose, and he kind of talks like a nerd, and he's just kind of nerdy. So anyway, there's, like, a random explosion for no reason. <laughs> okay. And this cat runs away. Oh, no. This stupid cat runs away. So Lady Dahlia's like, go get my cat. So you're back in town, <laughs> and you're looking for the cat. Did I mention that the, the mansion is surrounded by, like, a moat that you have to get somebody to row you across? No, you did not. Okay. It's surrounded by, like, this really huge moat, and you actually have to row yourself across. Like, not in gameplay, but it's like, how did the cat get off the, like, island? <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. The town is surrounded by, like, a moat, and his, yes. like, castle is surrounded by a moat. So this is, like, yes. moatception? We need yep. to get more moats? Moatception. <laughs> Wah! You need to moat deeper. <laughs> more deeper. But I don't, I remember I was super pissed, because how did the cat get off of the island where the estate is? Like, <laughs> what? Okay, so... You run around town, and you do puzzles, and you find this cat, and it's, like, Luke can talk to animals, and that's never really explained, and he can just do it. I'm not even kidding. He can just do it, and it's not weird, and it's never explained. So everyone's just like, oh, man, I wonder what this, like, cat is saying, and Luke's like, I got this. I got this, Holmes. that actually happens in the movie, if you'll remember, but we'll get to that later. So... So, like, they don't really explain it, but you find the cat a number of times, and Luke goes, like, hey, kitty, and the cat's like, meh, and it scratches him. 
And that's why, like, that's why it's really weird, is because they never explain the Luke can talk to animals thing. So you figure he's going like, hey, kitty, and the cat just freaks out and scratches him, and then halfway through the game, you're like, oh, he can actually talk to animals. (laughs) What a useful plot device. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so you finally get this cat, and meanwhile, you see a little cutscene of, like, a shadowy figure coming into the town. But anyway, you got this cat, you go back to the estate house, whatever, and Simon, that nerdy guy, He's been murdered. What the? So everyone was just there, and it's like, oh, look, Simon died. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Everyone's, like, standing around being like, oh, no, Simon's been <laughs> murdered. <laughs> and that lady's going, where's my cat? <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, here's your fucking cat. Get away from me. <laughs> so the inspector from Scotland Yard is there, and you're like, that was fast. But whatever. His name is Inspector Kelm- Kelmley? think Kelmley is how it's pronounced, but I always call him Chemley because I am American. <laughs> <laughs> so if I inter if I intermix Kelmley and Chemley, forgive me. It's the same person though. Yeah. So anyway the inspector's there and and he's immediately he's like, oh Layden did it. <laughs> Wait, can you take expl- a second to explain what he looks like? I feel like that's important to his character. Okay, let me let me look him up so I can do this justice. I don't want to do it up to the top of my head. This is not who you're thinking of, though. No, 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 no. He, like, this guy, like, just looks like he's, like, so unimpressed with life. Oh, yeah. If you guys Google, his name is C-H-E-L-M-L-Y, and he's, like, he's wearing, like, the standard detective color green, like, gumshoe green suit, but he's, like, he's got the biggest mustache ever, and his face is really, really long, and he's got sideburns that go on forever, and he's just... (laughs) At a permanent state of, I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> I can't fucking believe this bullcrap is happening to me. That's what his face looks like all the time. <laughs> all right, go on. <laughs> okay. No, I love him. Like, he's great. <laughs> and he's got, like, a comb over. His hair's, like, combed over and everything. Anyway, so you pop in, and you're like, and, and Kelmley is like, Leighton did it. And you're like, I was busy running around town finding this stupid cat. <laughs> so clearly it couldn't have been me and he's like darn because <laughs> he looks like he just wants to go home at all times <laughs> well he was kind of vicious about this actually like he just wants to go home all the time but he was kind of vicious he was like Leighton murdered this guy and you're like um excuse me I am Professor Leighton <laughs> bitch screw you I don't want to talk to you anyway you notice with your like pr- like Professor Leighton Sherlock Holmes eyes that there's no blood around Simon's body. It's a bit, I don't think Leighton remarks on this, and, and I know I spent the game thinking, like, oh, well, it's a kid's game! <laughs> so, so anyway, there's no blood, and there's, like, a tiny wooden gear next to the guy's head, next to the dead Simon's head. And so Leighton's like, hmm, what's with this tiny wooden gear? And anyway, you're like, well, fuck this murder investigation. <laughs> Let's go find the treasure. <laughs> so whatever. You go back to town, and you do more puzzles. I love the priorities here. (laughs) Priority one, puzzles. Priority two, treasure hunt. Priority three, Priority 1.5, hint coins. Oh yeah, hint coins is even more high priority than puzzles. At least the way I play it, because I go to a new area, tap, 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 tap. 
<laughs> okay. So anyway, you're doing more puzzles. You're running around town. I think it turns to night at some point, but that is not really important. You, you're, like, walking around, and you see this guy, this shady-looking guy, and he just, pick, like, he picks up a dude and throws him into a bag and, like, runs away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. What the fuck? <laughs> so you follow the shady dude who's kidnapping people, but you lose him. And, like, you can't find him. You, you like, think you run into a dead... You run into this dead-end wall at, like, at the base of the creepy Tim Burton tower, and you're like, where the hell did he go? Because you just... Because there's just a moat. There's no moat. No moat. Just oh, a dead end. no moat. Anyway, um, so you're like, hey, we saw a shady dude kidnapping people. I bet you he's the murderer. But you see this weird girl, you see this weird-looking girl who you haven't seen before, and she's, like, short, and she's wearing, like, a Grandma Babushka thing, like, around... <laughs> And she's got blue, really thick blue hipster glasses on. <laughs> so you follow hipster babushka girl. And you lose her at this abandoned amusement park. And if this doesn't sound like a Silent Hill game yet, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well, have you asked anyone for your dead wife yet? Or a little girl? Actually, well, you are looking for a little girl. You are clearly looking <laughs> for a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> the babushka. <laughs> the babushka. And there's dead people everywhere. <laughs> um. So okay. So you're in this. You're in this abandoned amusement park. Mm-hmm. And that the shadowy figure from earlier, not the one who was kidnapping people, the one who entered town. Okay. There were two, and they looked distinctly different. So the shadowy figure who entered town around the time Simon got murdered is there, but you see him only in cutscenes, and he disengages the Ferris wheel. And it starts rolling after you. Oh. And, like, the... Okay, this is... If you look up anything I'm about to tell you to look up right now, look up this cutscene with Professor Layton, Luke, and the Ferris wheel, because you're, like, the Ferris wheel disengages, and you start running, and Luke is, like, Professor, I think it's following us, and it's, like, picking up speed, and so you guys are sprinting, and so you take a hard left, and the professor's like, no, that's stupid, Luke, and the thing takes this, like, ridiculous hard left, and it is actually chasing you. What the fuck? (laughs) So you're, like, fleeing this Ferris wheel, and you, like, jump over a rock, and, like, Luke lands first, and the professor, like, crouches over him, and the the Ferris wheel takes, like, a a jump off this rock, (laughs) and lands in a lake. And in the process, it takes out, there's, like, this uh, dock on the lake and, like, a little sort of shed-looking thing. And it just, like, pulverizes the shed. It, like, takes the crap out of the shed and lands in this lake. (laughs) (laughs) And it cuts back to the shadowy figure really fast. And he puts down an antenna on a remote controller. And he's like, blast! And he turns around and walks away. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, the greatest cutscene Oh my god. My entire life. I feel like we forgot to explain to people in the beginning that uh, Professor Layden has cutscenes with voice acting. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. So, Professor Layden has, like, dialogue, like, in sort of in, like, normal-ass video games where you're on the left side of the screen and the person you're talking to is on the right and it's sprites and there's the bip 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 for talking. That's normal. And then when there's a cutscene, it's like a fully animated, beautiful cutscene with voice acting. <laughs> You know, like, whatever. Yeah, because why not? 
And that's why everyone got so excited when PL versus AA was announced, is because we knew that there'd be, like, fully animated, beautiful cutscenes with voice acting. And it's so beautiful. And for the first two Layton games, everyone was like, why isn't this just a movie already? Because I want this all the time. And then they made a movie. Yay! I enjoyed that. Yay! Okay. So, it took the crap out of that shed. So you go to the shed, and you find a weird key that's shaped just like that tower. A weird Tim Burton tower. <laughs> Hmm. So you're like, hmm, what do we do with this? <laughs> or at least Luke is. Luke asks all the dumb questions. <laughs> yeah, except Luke is, Luke is probably smarter than me in this, but go on. So you go back to the estate so you can tell everyone that you almost got murdered. And Inspector Inspector Kelly is back, and you're accused of murder again. He's like, no, you really, really did murder this person. I really don't give a shit. You're going to be arrested for a murder. <laughs> now, throughout the game, you've been finding little, like, like BS informational things. And one of the things you found was a newspaper article about how awesome Inspector Kelly is as being an inspector and about how much he loves his wife. What? I <laughs> This is important. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so you just found it and you were like, hmm, how interesting. And then this Inspector Kelly is, like, dropping hints and so you have, there's another cutscene right here where he accuses you of murder and Leighton pulls a phoenix, by which I mean he like flat out like points at the guy and is like, no, you're the murderer. What? And then he, he says, yeah. So he like grills him in a way that proves that it is not Inspector Kelmley because it doesn't line up with that newspaper article of him. And then he proves that it's not Inspector Kelmley that you're working with. And so, Inspector Kelmy pulls off his face, and it's Don Paolo. Ah! <laughs> I know you've been waiting. So it's Don Paolo. <laughs> and Don Paolo, this is, the, this is another really great speech, because Don Paolo announces that you are his arch enemy, and he hates you, and he is, he is going to, like, get you. Which, you don't really know what that means. Either murder or, like, get you put in jail, because that's both what he wanted to do right here. And he, like, jumps out a window. <laughs> and <laughs> flies away. Because he makes, like, weird little helicopter contraptions. So he jumps out a window and flies away. <laughs> Are we to assume that this is the guy who was trying to kill us with the Ferris wheel? Oh, yeah. It was, you can tell from the silhouettes, like, the guy who entered town when Simon got murdered, which he murdered Simon, by the way, oh. um, was, was Don Palo and then this, the person with the Ferris wheel was also Don Paolo, but the guy who's kidnapping people was not Don Paolo. Okay. Don Paolo escapes, and Leighton just kind of does not give a shit. Like, this is, this is the best, because Don Paolo is your self-professed arch enemy. Leighton does not care about Don Paolo. <laughs> it's funny the things that Leighton just doesn't give a shit about. <laughs> just, yeah. There's some things that Leighton just doesn't fucking care, and Don Paolo is one of them. Like, later... <laughs> He, like, he starts to sort of care about Don Paolo, but it takes, like, three games. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so he just kind of gets away, and you're like, fine. So you're like, that's Secret Tower now. <laughs> How about we go in there? Okay, why not? So, so you go back to that dead-end wall where you found, where you chased Kidnapper Guy, and, you, and, it, and it ended, and you put, there's, like, a tiny keyhole in the wall, so you put the key that shaped, like, the tower into the keyhole in the wall at the base of the tower. Oh, because that makes, yeah, I mean. I know this seems too self-explanatory, you guys. <laughs> but it really works. <laughs> anyway, the wall opens up and you go into the tower. And there's like a workshop there. And the kidnapper guy's there. 
and and he's like working on people and he reveals that Simon wasn't murdered because he's not a person, he's a robot. I think this is not taking into account that robots have rights and that they can be murdered. It's just a different kind of murdering. Well, he was just broken, so <laughs> kidnapper guy fixed him. Oh, okay. And it gets weirder. Are you ready for this? Yes. The whole town is robots. Say what? The entire town, everyone you've talked to so far, except for kidnapper guy, Don Paolo, and babushka girl, but you don't know that yet. Uh, they're all robots. Even the cat? Is the cat a robot? I don't know if the cat's a robot. That's a good question. Maybe that's why Maybe that's why Luke couldn't like connect to it, because it's not a real cat. It's maybe. a robot cat. Good point. I like how you're thinking. Yay! So, the whole town is robots, which explains the puzzles. I think they make a point to say, this is why everyone is giving you puzzles. Because they're bored robots. Because they're puzzle robots, and they're protecting the golden apple. Like, if you can't pass their puzzles, you don't have the right to get at the golden apple. Or all of the sweet, sweet shit, all yeah. the fine jewelry. And- well, it's implied that the golden apple is that, all that stuff, too. So anyway, kidnapper guy just kidnaps them to repair them, because he's like the repairman man man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's like, yeah, the golden apple's at the top of the tower. Good luck. <laughs> and so you're like, cool. And it is like an entire tower full of puzzles. Oh, boy. Like, this is your boss battle, is, like, you get to a door puzzle, get to a door puzzle. Except they're easier than all of the other puzzles in the game. <laughs> they're <laughs> they just, fucking really? They're like exclusively slide puzzles, which is where you do it until you finish. Like, there's no way to fail them. Oh, that's nice. They're time-consuming, but they're good. Anyway, so you get to the top, you get to the top of the tower, and it's Babushka Girl! Babushka girl! Babushka girl! And so Aww. she pulls out her, off of her hipster glasses, and she pulls off her babushka, and it's, and it's, her name is Flora, and it's that girl from the picture, the Baron, your dead friend, it's his daughter. Aww. So she explains that the golden apple is not her family's treasure, she's the golden apple. Is she, like, a golden delicious, a red delicious, perhaps a Granny Smith apple? She's like a golden metaphor. Worst kind of apple ever. (laughs) Yeah, she's just a metaphor. (laughs) So she's the golden apple. And anyway, so you're like, you're like, okay. And Leighton's like mid explanation of everything that's happening when suddenly Don Palo's back and he's in his little (laughs) flying helicopter and he just starts bucking shit up. He's like blowing up the tower, okay? Someone's grumpy. Oh no. So Luke, you, and Flora run you start running down the stairs except for luke makes it a little farther than you and then the stairs break no like Leighton and flora are trapped at the top so you you tell luke you're like luke get to the bottom of the tower you're gonna be fine you and flora run back up to flora's little like posh apartment thing at the top of the tower because she's been living there so you're like shit (laughs) because the tower's falling down and so Leighton, like there's like a giant globe I think, and, like, some curtains and shit. So he just, like, MacGyvers out of this giant globe and some curtains like a glider. (laughs) (laughs) He just MacGyvers it. And she's like, what are you doing? And you get to watch Leighton, like, run around the whole room and build this thing while Flora's like, oh, no. (laughs) So you get get on this glider and you get Flora and you jump out the window. And Don Paller's, like, trying to run into you with his helicopter and he crashes. <laughs> he crashes into the tower and the tower's like collapsing and you and like Leighton and Flora like glide like peacefully to the ground. Oh good. And all of like the robots come to meet you and Luke. When you land, you notice that 
like, Flora has a weird birthmark on her neck that's shaped like an apple. That's so stupid. (laughs) So you're like, oh, it's such a metaphor. But no, hold on. (laughs) So you go to the, you go back to the house, the estate house, and you go to that picture of Flora and her dead dad. And you see the birthmark on the picture. And so Luke's Mm -hmm. like, look, it's the birthmark. And he pushes it. And it's a button. And the, the like the walls the wall slides away. What? And it's like a giant room full of secret gold. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's all the good shit that all the robots yeah, are about yeah. to try to steal, right? And you have to fight the robots? Yeah. So but there's also a hologram or whatever. Or like a anyway, it's like a message from her dead dad. And her the dead dad message says something around the along the lines of if you found this treasure, that means you found Flora, which means that you know that Flora is really important, and then you also know that you're good enough to solve all my stupid puzzles. So, you win my my treasure, and you win Flora. Like, you get to take care of Flora, because she's the most important thing to me. And if you take any of the treasure out of the secret room, all of the robots will deactivate, because that was their entire point. What an asshole! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Flora's like, wait. So you mean if I if we take any of this money, all of my friends who I've been living with since my dad died will die. And Layton's like, yep. <laughs> and he just goes and starts stuffing his top hat full of gold. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> no. So Flora's like, okay, we're just going to leave it because I love them. So... <laughs> So, you and Flora and Luke, because she really wants to come with you. Like, no matter how much she loves her robot friend, she wants to get the fuck out of this town. She could be rich and never see these robot friends again, because she's never going to see these robot friends again. She's never going to see them again. But instead, you're like, no, this is a weird little town, and I kind of like it. So you all leave, and you leave all the money behind, and you leave all the robots behind, and so you you close it up with a sort of well, that's going to be a weird, mysterious town for the rest of forever. Wasn't that a fun mystery? Doop, 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 doop. But, okay, and then the game's over. But wait, 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 wait. So Repairman Man is just going to live there by himself, sad and alone for the rest of his life, with robots? He loves those robots, man. (laughs) Poor Repairman just has to live with robots for the rest of his life. He loves those robots, man. Okay, I guess as long as he's happy. All right. So I want to point out, really important, before we switch games, because we're about to switch games now, is that, like, the Flora thing, with her being the apple and and her leaving with Leighton, like, Leighton clearly adopted her. Like, he kind of was saddled with this kid that he didn't want. Yes. So he's, like, the guardian of Flora now. Yes. Okay. This is really important. Keep this in mind. Okay. Are you ready for the next game? Okay. second game called the second game is professor layton in the diabolical box that's a stupid title continue i know i know there's it, there's always this thing where the japanese title gets translated and the fans call it something else and then it just gets 
stupid in English. <laughs> so I, I remember I was calling this Professor Lane in Pandora's box for like ever. Which is a sensical title. Yeah, yeah, okay. But instead it's the Diabolical Box. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, so you get this letter. Surprise! <laughs> it's from your mentor, Professor Layton's mentor, Dr. Schrader. Shredder? Is he Dr. Shredder? <laughs> no. From, from Ninja he's, Turtles? He's Dr. Shredder's lame cousin. Oh, okay, continue. So Dr. Schrader says he's looking into this crazy box that kills everyone who opens it. And he's just letting you know, he's just written you this letter as a courtesy to let you know that he's going to open the box. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a dumbass. Yeah. So Luke's like, Professor, we have to stop him from opening this death box. Luke, it might be too late. And and Leighton's like, of course it's not a death box, Luke. We're professors of archaeology. This is where you find out that Professor Layton is an actual professor. (laughs) He's like, we're archaeologists, and there's no such thing as boxes that just kill you when you open it. So anyway, you go to, like, Dr. Schrader's office, and you burst in, and it's, like, nighttime, and oops, he's dead. Oops, he opened the box. He's dead, uh, and the box is gone. But you find this cool train ticket for a weird train you've never heard of. And then Professor, or not Professor, and then Inspector Kelmley shows up, the real one. Oh. The real one. Who's never met you before, right? You've never actually met the real one before? I think you have met him, but, like, it's you haven't met him in-game before. Okay. The real one, and he has a little assistant whose name I forget. He's, like, a, a short little, like, Bobby, like, fat policeman, and he's kind of the comic relief for whenever Kelmley's around. Because <laughs> he's so depressing that you just need the little Bobby. Yeah, yeah. And I think you find a. I don't. I might be misremembering this. Please don't send me emails correcting me. But I think you find a picture. Um, you find a picture at this point, and uh, you're like, "Hey, this might be important." And Kelly's like, "No," and he just rips it up because he hates you. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he hate you? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, maybe he just kind of hates everything. I think he kind of just hates everything. Yeah, so you don't even, like, know what the pictures got on it, uh, but he rips it up, and (laughs) so you don't get to see it. Okay. But remember that, it comes back later. So anyway, you find this cool train ticket, so you're like, we have to get on this cool train, and Professor, like, Professor and Luke go get tickets for this train, and Kelmley gets on, and his little Bobby friend get on, too. So you're all on this train. And this is about the time where you're like, where the fuck is Flora? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. We adopted that girl. And right about this time, Babushka girl. (laughs) You remember her (laughs) hipster glasses and her babushka? Yes. She gets on the train, too. And so you're like, Flora, what are you doing? (laughs) But Leighton doesn't see her. Anyway, so you're on the train. And you meet all these people. And you see Babushka girl. Finally, Leighton sees Babushka girl. And there's, like, somebody complained about, like, something going missing on the train. So you're like, oh, mysterious babushka girl. I'm sure she's the one who's stealing shit on the train. (laughs) And you're like, Layton. 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 That's fucking Flora. (laughs) Like, she hasn't changed her her clothes. She hasn't even changed what her handkerchief looks like. She hasn't changed her fake glasses. You know this is Flora. (laughs) 
But anyway, you chase her through every car of the chair, the train, and you get to the back of the train, and her little babushka thing flies off in the wind, and it's Flora. What? Oh my god! Oh, I thought it was somebody else. That'd be Don Paulo or something. Of course, of course. So anyway, Flora's there, and she's pissed because you left her behind, and and Luke is kind of like sorry, and Layton's kind of like whatever. Layton <laughs> doesn't give a fuck, and um, he doesn't. He doesn't, and Luke just thinks girls have cooties, so it's not his fault. Yeah, but anyway, so you and Flora and Luke, like, go around the train, and there's puzzles and stuff, and anytime the train, like, like, this train is the worst train ever. Explain. It's, well, I'm trying to think of the name of it right now. The Molentary Express, I think is what it's called. It's got a dumb name. Anyway, this train breaks down, like, constantly. Oh, of course so it does. every time the train breaks down, you, as Professor Layton, have to do a puzzle to figure out what's wrong with it. Oh, geez. So, anyway, like, the train stops and you have to puzzle it out. So they're like, we have to do an emergency stop at this random village. So you get out at this village, and it's like a farm village, and they're having, like, a, a 50th anniversary festival. So you're like, sweet, festival. And so you let the kids go play around the festival. So you can ditch Flora again, right? <laughs> Spoil it. <laughs> I was just guessing. <laughs> okay, so anyway, the the mayor's daughter of this town, this little town, her name is Katya, and she's like planning on fucking off because she hates the town and some shit about her grandma, whatever. <laughs> like whatever. Okay. <laughs> whatever. So anyway, Flora gets separated, and Luke and Layton give no fucks. <laughs> Like, at all. And so everyone gets back on the train. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Oh my so, god. So now, if you're if you're keeping track, Kemley, Bobby Guy, Layton, Luke, this Katya chick who's, like, gonna fuck off town and find her grandma or some shit, they're all on the train. So you're on the train, and you're like, where's Flora? <laughs> And then she, like, appears out of nowhere, but she's kind of acting weird, and you're like, sorry we left you behind Flora. And she's like, just whatever. And nobody cares, because nobody cares about Flora. Or Flora. I'm laughing, but this is, like, one of my biggest problems with the Layton games, is how he treats Flora like shit. Her dad dies, and then he gets saddled with her. Yeah. And then he just treats her like shit. So she's just, like, alone in the world. And she should have just stayed with her robot friends, because at least they loved her. Yeah, so, but anyway, everyone's like, whatever, Flora. And you've, so in the course of this train ride and in that weird town, somebody tells you about this mysterious phantom, like, fake, not real town that you can only get to by taking this train. (laughs) And (laughs) so... There's an off-limits car on the train. It's like a deluxe car, and you didn't pay for that ticket because you didn't steal that treasure. (laughs) So, of course, you decide to go fuck around in the deluxe car. Right. So it's you and and Flora being weird and Luke, and you go into the deluxe car, and Luke's, like, jumping on couches, being adorable, and Flora's just kind of standing there (laughs) because she's (laughs) acting weird. And all three of you, for some reason, fall asleep in the super deluxe car, and while you're asleep... The super deluxe car, you have to do this puzzle, separates from the main train and connects onto a different train. Is it a ghost train? It is a ghost train. Yes! So anyway, you wake up, and you're in a town called Full Sense. 
and everything, it's, like, always dark, and every, there's, like, neon lights everywhere and stuff, and you get off the train, and there's, like, some, and you're like, where are we? And no one is concerned that you fell asleep and were, like, drugged on this train. <laughs> no one. No one is concerned. Okay. So you wake up, you go outside, you look at some pictures, and you're like, Leighton's like, ooh, history. So he looks at all these portraits of the town 50 years ago, and you walk outside, and the town looks exactly the same as it did 50 years ago. Ooh. Ooh. For some reason, Inspector Kenley made it. <laughs> okay. His Bobby, his little Bobby assistant made it, and that Katya chick came too. So all of the important people are also in this town. Okay. Sure. Okay. So you do the same thing you do in every game, which I didn't mention last game, is you go find a hotel and you get a hotel room. <laughs> oh, good. Thought we were sleeping on some dead person's couch or something. Yeah, you don't you don't just like stay up all night. You have a small child with you, <laughs> so you get a hotel room. And Flora's like, "I'm super tired," and so you're like, "Whatever, Flora, stay here." <laughs> and you, <laughs> you and Luke go to investigate the town because you have a small child with you that doesn't need to sleep, but you get the yeah, hotel no, rooms anyway. Luke is fine. But Flora, Flora's slightly older than Luke, everybody who hasn't played these games. Flora's like, if I'm going to estimate, Luke is like 10 or 11. And okay. Flora's like 13. Like 12, 13, 14. Anyway, you just leave Flora there. And Whatever. you go around town, you're talking to people, there's puzzles. Except this time they're not robots, so there's no explanation for why everyone loves puzzles. <laughs> um, and you keep hearing this rumor about how there's a vampire... Like a, like a legit vampire who lives in the Duke's castle up on the Dark Hill where it rains all the time. So the Tim Burton Hill. <laughs> yeah, so the creepy Tim Burton Hill, hill, there's a Duke's castle, and everyone says a vampire lives there. And so you're like, whatever. Is it voiced by Johnny Depp? No, he's not. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyway, you remember the, you remember the box, right? The death box? Oh, yeah, the death box. Yeah. So you found Kemley again, and he's like, you remember that picture I tore up? It was a picture of the death box, the Elysian box. And so you can go uh, find those scraps of picture if you want, because I lost them. Because <laughs> I had them until I lost them? Yeah, he had them in his pocket, and then he lost them. Oh, okay. So you go, and you, you pick up scraps of picture, and then um, you're like, so you wander around town a bunch, and then... There's, okay, I want to take a pause. There's this shop that's, like, a, a club or something, like a bar or some shit. It's, like, supposed to be super cool, and Luke wants to go in. But there's a bouncer outside, and the bouncer is like, look, you can't come in here unless you take your hat off. What? He's like, there are no hats in this store. Do you have no decency? <laughs> <laughs> he's but he's got a fucking like, top hat. How classy. You like mannerless pigs cannot have your hats on in this store. <laughs> and so Luke's like, that's cool, Professor, take your hat off. And the professor's like, no, Luke, we're leaving. <laughs> so this is the point in the series where we still haven't seen the professor's head. Like, at all. And so everyone was, like, super excited for him to take his hat off. No. What a he will not take his hat off. So, okay, so we're still looking for those pictures. Um, you find, I think you find, like, most of them or all of them. Anyway, you, Kelmley has figured out who killed Dr. Schrader. So he gets you all to go back to the hotel. 
And Kelly's like, look, the only person who could have killed Dr. Schrader is the person who knows what that picture, like, what the diabolical box looked like. Because only, only Kelly knows because he had the picture. And, like, Layton didn't get to see it, except you guys have found the picture, so now you know what it looks like. <laughs> so he's like, look, it's only, the only person who knows how, what, what it looks like. So he kind of, like, asks everyone questions, including that, um... Katya chick who isn't there and kind of has no idea what the fuck he's talking about yeah. like doesn't know what's going on but anyway for some reason flora knows what the box looks like hmm. she like drops a hint that she knew what the box looks like and so Leighton is like okay so flora's done palo <laughs> what flora pulls off her face and flora's done palo <laughs> oh what the Did Layden know the whole time? (laughs) Layden knew the whole time. What the fuck, Layden? So not only is Flora Don Paolo, like, for reference, guys, Don Paolo's gotta be, like, a foot and a half taller than Flora. (laughs) He's at least twice as heavy. Like, he's got, like, shoulders and stuff. He's got, like, hair that is at least three feet long. Like, there's no way. Like, Don Paolo is a master of disguise. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, not only what the is fuck? Don So, wait, 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 wait. What? Where the fuck is Flora? <laughs> Hold on, we'll get to it. Oh, because okay. nobody asks. No one asks? Like, Leighton doesn't say anything. Luke doesn't ask. Nobody cares. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Nobody Continue. cares. So, like, Don Paolo, like, whips off his Florida disguise and reveals that not only did, like, he doesn't say he killed Dr. Schrader, but he has the box. Like, he has the Elysian box. So he's, like, running out of there, and he drops the box on his way out. And so now Luke has the box. Like, Luke picks it up. And everyone freaks out. <laughs> because everyone in this town wants the box. And it, they say it belongs to the, the Herzen family, who, like, lived in the Duke's castle before the vampire did. <laughs> They're like, we need this box so he can give it back to his rightful owners. So you're like, fine, we'll take it back to him. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Okay, Kel- Inspector Kelmy ran after Don Paolo because he doesn't give a shit about the vampire. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So he's he's out of here. So it's you, Luke, and um, Katya, that Katya chick. So you go to the castle, and uh, you're like, hey, what up? Everyone says you're a vampire. And you, so you meet the guy in the castle. His name is Anton. And he's, like, total Bishonen. Like, long, <laughs> long, flowing blonde hair. Like, just, like, dressed in this purple trench coat. And he's, like, so elaborately, like, Victorian-era pretty boy. It's not even funny. <laughs> so you're like, what up, Anton? Um, and you're, like, running around the castle. And you see this picture of him... That was painted, like, 50 years ago, and he looks exactly the same. And so you're like, ooh, vampire. And he's like, you should stay in, you should stay for dinner. You know, the classic vampire line. I would like to have you for dinner. (laughs) So for for some reason, you stay there. Because Layden gives no fucks. Because Layden doesn't care. And you stay the night in his house. And you have trippy dreams about, like, you and Luke being at a ball, like a big elaborate, like fancy ball, and um, there's a chick 
who looks exactly like Katya, and she's dancing with Anton. And then you wake up and you're in a storage room. What? <laughs> you wake up and you're tied up in a storage room. Oh, damn it, Raiden. Like, he's like, he's, oh, this is the part where he's like, I'd like to have you for dinner. Because he, like, ties you up in a storage room and, like, leaves you there and says something about being a vampire. <laughs> and leaves you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So, you escape the storage room, and you're like, we have to find Katya, and we have to get out of here. And so you find Katya, and you're like, running to get out, and you're in the big, big entryway, and then Anton corners you, and he's like, calling Katya Sophia, and he's like, freaking out, and saying that he loves her, and why did she leave him? And Katya's just freaked out. <laughs> and... <laughs> Right? So she's just freaking out. And Leighton, Leighton is like, dude, she doesn't know what you're talking about. Get away from her. We're leaving. And Anton is like, you stole my girlfriend. And he pulls a sword out of his suit of armor. And he's going to fight you. Uh, Leighton, Leighton, has he proved he can do anything like sword fighting at this point, up to this point? Not up to this point. Okay. But he's proved that he can MacGyver a glider, remember? Okay, so okay. anyway, he's going to sword fight you for Katya's love. <laughs> so Leighton is like, whatever, also pulls a sword out of his suit of armor, and they fucking sword fight. <laughs> is this a cutscene? This is a full-on beautiful cutscene, cut right? And it's beautiful, yeah. So they're, like, sword fighting upstairs and stuff, and, like, like it's just balling. So this is the part... Where's, like, let me just restate this again for everyone. This is the part where Professor Layton sword fights with a vampire. <laughs> Are you clear? Is everyone clear? I, I, okay, so Professor Layton, a professor of archaeology, and is just yeah. a man who is fond of puzzles. Yeah. Is somehow proficient enough to MacGyver a glider and knows how to sword fight against yeah. undead beings. Yeah. Outside of robots. Yep. All right. You're caught up. Okay, so you sword fight a bunch, and Anton is freaking out. And then, like, it's, like, getting all climactic and stuff, and Katya starts screaming that, like, you have to stop, otherwise he'll die. And you're like, I thought that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> but Anton's, like, super out of breath and, like, weak and stuff, and so she, Katya goes on this really long explanation about how Anton is her grandfather, and Sophia was her grandmother. So, you're like, what's going on? And there was, it was explained that this, like, the Duke and this family made all of their money through mining. Like, there's, like, a mine under the town. And so, actually, in the mine under the town, they accidentally mined some hallucinogenic gas, and everyone in town has been tripping. Like, for 50 years. What the fuck? And, like, so, the Elise... Like, hold on. Not done yet. The Elysian box was made out of the metals in this town, so it's, like, imbued with this toxic trippin' gas. So Anton... <laughs> <laughs> so Anton is not really, like, a bishy. He's really an old man. Everyone has just been trippin' that he is a bishy this entire time. <laughs> So, if we'll back up a little bit, that was the part where Professor Layton sword fought with an 80-year-old man, <laughs> while both of them were on drugs. So, so, so Layton wait. is like, oh, wait, hold on, I'm not oh. done yet. So Layton oh. is like, oh, 
the box doesn't actually kill everyone. They just expect to die when they open it, and so the trippin' gas makes them die. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Anton flips out and doesn't believe it, destroys the castle, which sinks into the mine, which for some reason stops all of the tripping gas, so he can see that he is an 80-year-old man. (laughs) (laughs) So Katya's like, thank you for reuniting me with my grandfather. Grandma ran away from you so that all of her babies didn't get hung up on this LSD gas. (laughs) Can't you understand that now? And he's like, yes, I love you. I'm so glad I met you. And you guys just up and leave. You just, like, take that to, like, just be like, all right, let's, let's head on out. Yeah, so they hug it out, and they're like, yay, and that's it. So how the fuck do they get out? Do they just, like, walk out of town? Do they, like, get back on the train? I think they get back on the train. There's kind of, like, an epilogue where they reveal that Dr. Schrader wasn't actually dead. He was just in a coma, like, that he did himself because of the trip gas, like, the LSD gas. (laughs) And then... Flora was back in that town with the 50th anniversary where Katya came from. Mm-hmm. She was chilling in a barn with some cows because she really likes cows. <laughs> she really likes cows and robots. Yeah, she likes cows and robots. So that's the end of the game. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, questions. Um... I'm like I don't I don't even know if I can have a question. <laughs> wait, wait, where was Scarf and Stash? Oh, Stash's Scarfin was at the beginning. Um, I think he was like on the train, and he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna teach you how to do puzzles and how to get hint coins." And Leighton and Luke were like, "Don't we know you?" And Stash and Scarfin was like, "No, you don't." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah, so he was there. I just forgot to mention him. Okay. Um, does Luke actually talk to any animals in this game at all? I don't think... Okay, so in this game you get... You get a um, a really, really, really fat guinea pig at the beginning of the game. <laughs> and Why? you get to name him and everything. And he, like, he is... This guinea pig is fully voice acted. <laughs> what? And he sounds kind of like, like, um, John DiMaggio, like a bitchy bender from Futurama. <laughs> so, so, Professor Layton, it's like a mini game throughout the game. You can go into your trunk and you can create little obstacle courses to get your really fat, bitchy, like, like, chipmunk to be fit again. And it has no bearing on anything. No, and the like he's fully voice acted because Luke can talk to him. So Luke talks to him. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, are you ready? Um I don't know. I don't know if I can ever be ready for this next one.
So what's the third game? Okay. The third game is called Professor Layton in the Unwound Future. Stupid title. Continue. Well, the it's better than the translation, because the translation was called The Last Time Travel. So it was going to be Professor Layton in The Last Time Travel. Okay, yeah, that's kind of stupid. So Unwound Future, a little better. Okay. A little. You ready? Yes. Okay, so you get this letter. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we were explaining the third game. Yeah. Not the first game. So you get this letter from Luke. But it's not normal Luke. It's Luke from ten years in the future. And he tells you that shit is going down in future London, and future London needs you. Okay. What can we do about it? So we're starting off crazy already. They were like, we're not even going to pretend that this isn't crazy. We're starting off crazy. So Leighton is like, psh, whatever. This probably (laughs) is, like, some stupid shit that has to do with, like, something else. And Luke's like, but what if it's actual time travel? And you have a flashback cutscene where, like, earlier in the week, Professor Leighton and Luke went to this little exhibit that was, um, this guy, Dr. Stagon, and he built a time machine and he was like, I'm going to have the Prime Minister walk into my freaking weird crackpot time machine. <laughs> and then it exploded and the Prime Minister disappeared. What the shit? <laughs> also, Dr. Stagen disappeared too. So, Leighton's like, this is some bullshit. And it probably has to do with that Stagen bullshit where the Prime Minister got kidnapped. And Luke's like, but what if it's real? <laughs> So you're like, whatever, Luke. And so you go to the place. In the letter, it tells you, like, this is how you get to future London. You go to this clock shop and stuff happens. So you go to the clock shop, and there, there's really nice people there. And they're like, okay, go stand on this platform, and we'll, like, send you the future. And there's a giant, giant clock. And you go stand on the platform, and everything shakes. And then suddenly you're in the future. Ooh. And Leighton's still like, Psh. Is this man ever impressed by anything? No. <laughs> yes. No, okay. he was in the movie. He was in the movie. He, he really liked that opera, remember? We'll get to that. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. So, okay. So, Lean's like, Psh, And <laughs> he doesn't, he just doesn't believe it. And so, there's like another letter from future Luke or something. And he's like, I knew you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so, how about you find... Your old professor, Dr. Schrader, who's not dead, and he'll prove it. So you go to, like, the hospital, and Dr. Schrader's, like, super old, and he's in a hospital bed, and he's like, (laughs) and he gives you the keys to the Leighton Mobile, and you go outside, and the Leighton Mobile's, like, super old, and it's, like, rusty, and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) so you're like, whatever. And so also from the letter from Free Future Luke, he's like, okay, as soon as you believe it, come meet me at this casino. (laughs) You know, whatever. Because future Luke, Luke has problems with gambling. He's got it in a big financial mess. He joined the Sharks, and he's up against the Jets, and he just needs some help. He just, he just, he just needs to get the mob off his ass. Speaking of the mob, <laughs> as you're going through town to get to this casino, everyone is like, damn, you have a lot of guts wearing that hat around, man. And you're like, <laughs> fuck you guys, this is my hat. And then you learn of, like, this weird crime syndicate that's, like, running the town, and everyone's really freaked out. And But they're mostly freaked out by your hat. They're like, we're going to get killed if we are seen talking to you, so stop talking to us. <laughs> so you're like, whatever. You go into the casino, and future Luke is there. 
and mm-hmm. they call him okay this is in the game they refer to him as big luke and they refer to normal luke as little luke i think that's dumb yeah it is so i am going to refer to them as luke and future luke because that makes sense also doesn't the fandom talk about older future luke as something else Shh, spoilers oh spoilers. okay you're like okay future luke i don't believe it and he's like i knew you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so he's like here, I'll prove it. Let's have a puzzle battle. And so you have a puzzle battle. Like, you guys throw down. <laughs> <laughs> because he also wants to know if you're the real Professor Layton. So you guys have a puzzle throwdown, And of course you win, because you're Professor Layton. Uh, right. Like, he, you're like, what's going on? And, and Future Luke is like, the mafia lord, like, Don of town here, is future you. Oh. Bam. And so you're like, And then, like, the mafia storms the place, and they, like, try and kill you with guns, like, Tommy guns, and you, this is where you create, like, the, the, you take a slot machine and you turn it into a, like, a machine gun and you shoot tokens of people. Yes. So you run, like, you run out of here, and he's like, okay, you need to help me stop for future you, because, like, this is some bullshit. And Leighton is like, okay, as much as I want to believe you, this is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I gotta go talk to, like, Inspector Kemley about this. I will be back. And, like, like Future Luke is like, take all the time you need. Because <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. So you go back in time. You go back to the clock store. You go back in time. You go stop at the university, because Leighton wants to pick something up at his office. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is where, this is, there's, like, a student out front of the university, and she does nothing but hit on you like crazy. <laughs> Weird. Like, it makes Leighton uncomfortable. And Luke is, like, just really pissed off at it. <laughs> like, like, super pissed off. Anyway, you go inside your office, and Leighton's like, quick, we have to find this thing before, and then Flora shows up. Oh, I was about to ask, and then you wonder where Flora is. I was yeah, really so right about, about to say that. Right about the time, you're like, where's Flora? She shows up, and she's like, you motherfuckers left me for another adventure. And Leighton's like, no, I'm just worried about your safety. <laughs> Go away. And she's, like, she, she's like, you're going to sit right here, and I'm going to make you some tea and cookies, and you're going to tell me what's going on. <laughs> oh, Flora. And Leighton's like, okay, sure. And Luke is like, so she leaves, and Luke is like, don't we hate her cookies? <laughs> And Leighton is like, quick run. <laughs> oh my god, Leighton, you're the worst daddy in the entire world. <laughs> he seriously, seriously is. So anyway, you run. <laughs> you run to um, the in Scotland Yard to talk to Kemley, because remember you wanted to do that? Yeah. So you talk to Kemley, and you like want to look at some police documents or something. So you go, and his he's like, no, you can't go look at police documents. What, are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> and yes. so he leaves. He's, like, got a case. And, and Barton, his little cute little Bobby guy, uh-huh. he you're like, hey, Barton, we wanted to look at some police documents. And he's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and 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 so you get them. And then I think you, like, get Kemley and Barton to come with you to future London. Because you're like, you got to see this. And they have nothing better to do. So you get Kelly and Burton to come with you. You go to the clock store. Turns out Flora has tailed you. <laughs> with a babushka and some hipster sunglasses? No, 
she's over that. She just oh. has actually tailed you. And so she's pissed at you again, and you're like, fine, you can come. <laughs> <laughs> so you, like, go back to future London, and you find future Luke again, who, like, hits on Flora like it's nobody's business. What? <laughs> I mean, it's a little more subtle than that, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, it is. So you go to, like, Kemley, like, separates off from you. He just doesn't want to be dealing with this bullshit. So you go to the evil future Professor Layton's base, and it's, um, like a giant pagoda tower thing. Designed by Tim Burton. <laughs> giant pagoda tower in future ti- in future Chinatown, di- designed by Tim Burton. <laughs> okay, good. So you, like, are going to the tower and Don Paolo shows up and you're like, hey, Don Paolo, what up? <laughs> wait, wait, is it future Don Paolo or is it past no, Don Paolo? It's just regular Don Paolo. <laughs> there is only one. And Don Paolo gets really, like, kind of, like, kind of bitchy because he's, like, mad. He's, like, sad and stuff and it's revealed that he was, like, in love with your, your dead fiance. That apparently you had. Yeah, I think, the, he, like, Leighton is finally like, so what's your beef with me? <laughs> <laughs> it took him this long. And he's like, oh, I was in love with your dead girlfriend. It's a more evil because he's Don Palo. <laughs> who you have seen. I think, like, the second you got to future London, you saw this chick who looked exactly like your dead fiancé, and Leighton, like, did a double take, and Luke is like, what's wrong? And he's like, nothing. Oh. So anyway... So that's happening. So he's like, I was in love, Don Paul is like, I was in love with your dead fiance. And Leighton's like, oh, you're Paul. Your name is Paul. And you're from college. And, and Paul, like, Don Paolo's like, no, it's Don Paolo now. I used to be Paul. And then you, like, hooked up with that girl I was in love with. And I hate you now. And Leighton's like, good to see you, Paul. <laughs> Oh my god, Layden, you give no fucks about anybody or their feelings. No. So, Layton is essentially like, Del Paolo, I need to talk to you. <laughs> so he kind of, like, sections himself off. He has Luke, future Luke, and Flora, like, meet him at the base of the pagoda, the giant pagoda. And he, like, goes and has a chat with Del Paolo. And at the, you go back to the pagoda, and Layton comes, and Del Paolo's not with him. And you're like, where's Del Paolo? And he's like, oh, I sent him on a mission or whatever. So you're going up this giant pagoda, and it's like puzzles on every floor again, like Surprise. like the first game, remember? And so at the top of it is future Layton, and he's like dressed exactly like you, except for Layton has like an orange shirt on and a red stripe on his hat, and he's got a white stripe on his hat and like a white shirt. And he turns around, and it's not you at all, it's Stagun, that guy who kidnapped the pr- prime minister from the beginning of the game. Ooh. Ooh. Except his name is not Stagon. His name is Dimitri Allen. And he was also in love with your dead girlfriend. <laughs> your dead girlfriend must be super hot. <laughs> she was cute. But he also was her lab partner, and they, like, did science together. And he designed this future city as a way to bring her back to life. Oh. Like, specifically to... Because she died in an explosion. I was going to say, did they flash back and explain... That yet, they kind of or... flashback. I don't know if they do that yet or they don't. Yeah, so, okay, so I'll tell you right now because it's important. Dimitri was her lab partner and they were looking into something. I don't think it was actually time travel. But for some reason, their lab blew up 
And it was like, it like blew up surrounding buildings and it was really bad. And Dimitri made it out, but um, Claire, her name is Claire, um, didn't. She didn't make it out. She's dead. So you like are all heartbroken and Dimitri was all heartbroken because he killed her. Yeah. So he's been focusing on a way to bring her back to life since, or to go back in time and stop the explosion ever since. And, okay, so we've been, like, switching between fiancé and girlfriend. Did Layden ever propose to her? I think, I think she was fiancé. Okay. Yeah, because he proposed to her, and that's when Don Paolo saw it, and he turned evil. Oh, okay. That was frozen. So if I say girlfriend, it's only because... That's what I say. Okay, wait, so, I know what you mean by turn evil. I don't know if everybody else knows what you mean by Don Paolo turned evil. <laughs> okay, so Don Paolo was like a normal dude. <laughs> Back when he was Paul, he was like a normal dude. He was a professor at their university or something. And when he saw Leighton propose to Claire, he like, like his his hair like, like got all horn shaped and his like mustache curled up and he like turned evil and then he like flipped out and ran away and jumped into a river. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so I just mean like he like like comically literally turned evil and swore vengeance on Leighton. Leighton was not aware of this the entire time. <laughs> Anyway, so, um, Dimitri Mm -hmm. traps you in a cage. You and Luke and Flora and future Luke traps you in a cage. And puzzle battle. (laughs) Throw down. But you fail the puzzle battle. What? Because it's, because it's not actually Layton, it's Dom Fallow. (laughs) (laughs) It's not actually Layton, it's Dom Fallow dressed up as Layton, and everyone escapes. (laughs) So where's Layden? <laughs> he was like, he like helped you escape because he was on the outside because he knew something weird was going to go down. Oh, uh, okay. Because he's super smart like so, that. Yeah. So everyone, everyone escapes and you're like kind of in town and you run into that chick who looks exactly like Claire. And you're like, what the fuck? Because you look exactly like Claire. And she's like, oh, um, uh, n- I'm not Claire. <laughs> I am Celeste. Claire's little sister she never told you about. <laughs> Okay, Celeste. <laughs> yeah, and so Layton is like, okay, Celeste, and she's like, but that's not important right now because because what's his name? Secret or Dimitri's secret base is on the other side of the river, but it's not actually Dimitri's secret base. There's a guy who's higher than Dimitri, and it's his secret base. And you're like, what? So you. <laughs> <laughs> So, this is about the time when it's, like, Leighton is like, okay, we could go to the secret base, or I could just figure everything out right now. (laughs) And so you're like, alright, do it then. So he's like, okay, the big boss is actually Future Luke. And everyone's like, what? And Future Luke is like, haha, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Don Follow. He's just like, my name is Clive. I'm not Future Luke. My name is Clive. And... This is not the future. It's just a massive thing I've built underground in order to trap you so I could get revenge on everyone who is responsible for the death of my parents. What? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? But he doesn't explain. Instead, he goes to his secret base, and it turns into a giant robot, and he starts destroying everything. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to kill Dimitri. The whole point was to kill Dimitri. So why did the professor get wrapped up in this? We're getting there. Okay. Okay. So he's destroying everything, including real London, which is above ground. Okay. So you have to stop him. Did I mention he kidnapped Flora? No, you did not, but I thought no one cared about Flora, so... (laughs) He kidnapped Flora. (laughs) Okay, so he kidnapped Flora, and Layden doesn't care, but he cares about saving Upper London, because that's more important to him. Yeah. He also kidnapped the Prime Minister, too. Don't forget that. Oh, right, that's happened. He gets in his... He gets in his giant mobile fortress, he's killing everything. Turns out Don Paolo, meanwhile, has been modifying the old rusty Leighton mobile to fly. <laughs> so you you get in the old rusty you get in the flying Leighton mobile. Mm-hmm. You Luke and Celeste. Don Paolo stays behind. I think. I don't think he comes. Anyway, so you fly up to the big machine thing. You like save the Prime Minister, save Flora start blowing shit up. So you start to save, like, you start to blow the, the secret base up. And Clive's up in the top, and he's like, because <laughs> he makes a lot of weird noises. He's voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. <laughs> okay. So he's just making, like, like Edgeworth-style Nagu noises. <laughs> so oh, God. you're, like, you're, like, driving down the side of this giant monster so you can fly away. And, Cl- and Celeste, I'm sorry, I almost called her Claire, but she's not Claire. <laughs> she's Claire's mysterious little sister, Celeste. So you, Celeste is like, we have to go save Clive. And you're like, what? But you go save him. So you save him, and you fly off, and everyone lives happily ever after. And Kemley takes Clive to jail. Except he explains everything that happened first. <laughs> so Oh, good. When... Dimitri and Claire blew up their little experiment. They blew up surrounding buildings, and Clive's parents were in the surrounding buildings. Oh, okay. So Clive's, like, watching the explosion, like, crying on the street, and his parents are dead, and, like, Leighton, like, comes by and is also crying because his dead fiancé is dead, and so, like, comforts him or something. So he really likes Leighton. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> you know, whatever. But, so, Clive gets adopted by some super rich people <laughs> who are old, who, like, raise him and then die and give him all his money. Oh, I thought Clive just went and, like, took all of the money out of the robot town and shut down all the robots and took all their parts no. and made this thing. Surprisingly. <laughs> so, no, he just got rich. So, he got rich and designs this entire future underground like London, so that he can trick Dimitri into thinking that he can time travel so he can save Claire. Remember? Right. Except, it's all a trap so he can kill Dimitri. In, in like, the most heartbreaking sort of way possible. But it was all, like, fake. Like, the Leighton thing, like, for some reason he blamed Leighton too, but I can't remember why. Or, like, Dimitri blamed Leighton, and so that's why Leighton got caught up in it. It wasn't, like, a specifically to attack Leighton. Anyway, Clive goes to jail. Okay. And so Leighton's like, see, Luke, that time travel shit was bullshit the whole time. And then Celeste comes over, and she's like, hey, 
Um, so I'm not actually Celeste. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. She's like, hey, I'm actually Claire. And when our shit exploded, I was thrown into the future. And so I'm here in the future. And I'm still alive. Wait. 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 I thought there was no time travel. I thought it was all bullshit. But, but, she was like, but, it was only temporary, and then I'm about to flash back to the explosion and die. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking kidding you. So she's like, this is our last chance. And Leighton is like, no, don't fucking leave me again. And he starts crying, and at this point, you're crying. And And he's like, don't leave me again. And she's like, I have to. I can't stop it. And he's like, we can find a way. And she's like, no, you have to let me go. Uh, uh, oh, God. And so she kisses him, and it's snowing, and he's like, he's crying, and she's like about to fade away, and Luke comes around the corner and sees her for an instant, and she's gone. And the professor, like, really solemnly takes his hat off and is just, like, crying, and then the credits roll. <laughs> Oh my fucking god. Are you serious? I am not kidding. It is horrible. That's that's so sad. Yeah, and so the credits happen, and you're still crying, and you finally get over how bad you're crying, and there's another cutscene at the end of the credits, and you're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so so it, the, in this cutscene, there's like a big freight, like a boat, a big giant boat, and Luke and the professor are there, and Luke explains that his parents are moving to America, and so he can't be the professor's apprentice anymore, because he has to go with his parents to America. And Leighton is like, it's gonna be okay. (laughs) It's not okay! But it's not okay! And you're still crying about that Claire thing, and and Luke is about to cry, and Leighton says something like, Luke, you can't cry because a gentleman never makes a scene in public. And Luke says really loudly that he's not a gentleman yet and starts crying and clinging to the professor and they're hugging and you're crying again and god damn it. Oh my god! (laughs) And then Luke gets on the boat and he leaves. What? No! No! And that's how the original trilogy ends. No, I don't like it! I don't like that ad date. Nobody likes that ending. Um, um, okay, two things. One, is this the game that we realized that Layton in college had a fro? No. Fro Layton is from Mask of Miracles, which we haven't played. Oh, okay. I just know that Fro Layton is a thing. Fro Layton is the best. <laughs> in college, Layton had an afro, but that was before he uh, got engaged to Claire, so we don't see it in this game. Okay. But we do learn that Claire gave him his top hat oh. in this game. The day the day the explosion happened, she it was like his birthday or something, and so she gave him a top hat, and then she left for work and died. Oh, god damn it. And so that's why he never takes the top hat off, you guys. Oh, god. And then, two, after all that crap happens... Where is Flora? Oh, right. You saved her from the robot. So she's chilling. Oh, okay. So she's okay. Yeah, she wasn't in that last cutscene where you're crying all the time, and she wasn't in that last cutscene where Luke left, but she's around. Okay. I guess. She was there when Clive got sent to jail, so she, like, is okay. Okay. 
But once again, no one gives a shit. But no one gave a shit. Well, there's too much crying going on to actually give a shit about Flora. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Leighton is the worst dad. He is, he is the worst. Absolute worst. Okay, you ready for next one? Okay, so this 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 is where the prequel trilogy starts. Um, so okay, these all happened before the last three games happened. Okay, so this is like prior to everything. Yeah, this is actually the game where you meet Luke. Okay, this game is called um, Professor Layton and the Last Spectre, which is not so bad as far as the title. Not so go. bad, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So you get this letter. Wait, wait, I thought this was a prequel game, not the first game again. Yeah. Okay, so you get this letter from your friend Clark Triton. Which you know that Luke's last name is Triton, so you're like, whoa, what's going on? So you get this letter from your friend Clark, and his freaky weird son won't come out of his room, and his wife left him, and his son is some sort of weird prophet. So he'd like your help. Okay. Yeah, so you're like, alright? And it's it's interesting, because this is Leighton before Luke was around. So you find, like you meet Leighton, and he's like asleep on his couch in his office covered in papers, and like the... The lady who's in charge of cleaning the office is like, do you ever go home? <laughs> and Layton's like, no. He just stays there all the time. And he's really disorganized and he doesn't remember anything. Oh. So he gets this letter and he just like gets in his car and goes. And um, this chick on a motorcycle or like a moped or something, like speeds up to your car, like spins out in front of it and stops you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Her name is Emmy. She's all, like, dressed in yellow, and she's got brown hair, and she's a badass. And she's like, hey, I'm your new assistant. <laughs> and Leighton is like, um, excuse me, I don't remember this happening at all. What are you talking about, assistant? And she's like, I'm your new assistant, and I know everything about you, and I'm here to help you. Because you can't even keep your, like, office straight. So, <laughs> I'm here to help you. And he's like, fine, whatever, get in the car. So they st- <laughs> I'm serious. So they strap her motorcycle to the top of his car. <laughs> and this is the same Ladymobile from before, right? It's the same oh, yeah, mobile. It's the same one. Okay. Um and Emmy like explains how she knows everything about you. And then like she like stares directly at the camera and is kind of like glazed over and weird for this cutscene. So I'm like, Emmy's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> They've pulled this shit on me before. They're gonna pull it again. Emmy's a robot. Which turns out she isn't a robot, you guys. <laughs> so anyway, you go to this this town where your friend Clark lives, and it's called Mist Hallery, because it's really misty there. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, go on. And Clark is the mayor of Mist Hallery, and he doesn't remember writing you this letter. And you're like, but Clark, I have this letter. You don't understand. I got a letter. <laughs> And he's like, I seriously, if you want to talk to my kid, I don't care, but I didn't get what, I don't know. I didn't write the letter. So you're like, fine, let me talk to this kid. And Clark's like, joke's on you, he won't come out of his room. <laughs> <laughs> and so you go to, to Luke's room, and you spend, you're like, hey, wait a second, Clark, where's your wife? And he's like, she left, don't talk about it. 
<laughs> she disappeared. So, Clark, you wrote me this letter that you don't remember, and your son's in his room, and you're saying you don't remember any of this. Yeah. Clark, are you a heavy alcoholic? Yeah, it's, it's like, Clark, what the fuck? And, and the butler, there's like a butler, and a, I think a maid, but mostly this butler, and the butler's like, psst, don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, is there a twist? Is this butler Stash and Scarf, or Scarf and Stash, no. or whatever his name is? Oh, I forgot Stash and, uh, Stash and Scarf and from the last game. Okay, in Diabolical Mox, you meet Stash and Scarf and, and he's like, let me teach you about hint coins. And Luke and Leighton are like, we know. Like, we know about <laughs> hint coins. Also, we know about you. We know you've met us before. We know about hint coins. And Stash and Scarf and gets so mad. <laughs> he like, super mad at you. Anyway, so this butler guy, he's he's not any character we've met already. He's like, um, yeah, so Luke won't come out of his room and he doesn't really eat anything, so good luck. So, so you go up to the room and there's like a puzzle on the door. And of course you're Professor Layton, so you solve the puzzle. Right. And you go in and he's like, how did you solve my puzzle? And you're like, Luke, it was a piece of paper taped to your door. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like a lock, Luke. It was just like a piece of paper taped to your door. And he's like, it's like really sad. This part made me really sad because... Luke is really, like, emotive in the last three games and stuff. Like, he's really happy, and he's always smiling and stuff. And in this game, he's just kind of emotionally dead the whole time. Oh. Like, it's, like, super, super tragic, and he's always frowning. Like, it's so sad, you guys. So anyway, you bust into his Wait, room. wait, how old is Luke supposed to be about now, in like, this if we're one, guessing? I'd say he's, like, eight or nine. Okay. So it's not that far before the other games. No, but it's... It's far enough so that he's shorter and he dresses differently. So. Oh, I forgot. Remember in the other game when I was like, "Don't the, doesn't the Phantom have another nickname for older future Luke? I was talking about legal. Oh, you That's were talking I was about legal. Talk. I was referring to legal Luke. <laughs> yeah, they call him legal Luke. <laughs> because he's legal, you guys. <laughs> I forgot Moving on, legal. that's all. I thought, because I've, I've just seen a lot of stuff where he's called Clive. But anyway. Oh, okay. So you're like, hey, Luke, why'd you write me this letter? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, no, come on, Luke, why'd you write me this letter? <laughs> Luke, you don't understand. I got a letter. I got a letter. <laughs> so he's like, I knew that you would be good enough to, to figure this out. There's this weird specter, and it's destroying town at night when it gets really foggy, and there's weird-ass flute music, and I need you to help, like, me stop this specter from destroying our town. And... Lena's like, okay, how come your dad didn't tell me about this? And he's like, dad's on crack or whatever. Don't listen to him. He's never, he's, <laughs> he hasn't been the same since mom left. And also mom disappeared. This is really sad and tragic. <laughs> it is really sad. So, okay, so Luke is also, he also kind of reveals that he predicts where the specter is going to attack. He's like an oracle. So he's like, huh. this is why no one has died. He's essentially like, I know exactly where the specter is going to hit, and this is why no one dies. And... He does it all from his room. And everybody actually listens to him? Yeah, well, they like, don't know who the oracle is. Everyone in town knows that there's an oracle, but they don't know who it is. So what Luke does is he gets the information, and he gives it to the butler, and the butler tells the rest of the town. Oh, okay. You basically just steal Luke. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you and Emmy take Luke with you, and you don't tell Clark, and you tell the butler, but you tell him not to tell anyone, and you shut Luke's door, and you just leave. Wait, wait, wait. This is important. Has Luke declared that he is a potato yet? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> that comes later. <laughs> okay. So you get a hotel. 
I'm not even kidding about this. Okay. <laughs> I like how this is a plot point, but okay. You get a hotel, but don't worry, you get two rooms. So Luke and Leighton have one room, and Emmy has another room, guys. Oh, good. I was worried. I know you were worried. So you, like, you're in this hotel, and Luke knows that this is where the specter is going to hit. So you camp out in this hotel, and you look out the windows and stuff, and the fog rolls in, and... The Spectre attacks, and you guys live for some reason, even though the hotel is, like, destroyed. <laughs> Whatever. Plot armor. So you're Plot like, armor. So Leighton's like, cool, there is a mystery here. And Luke is like, what do you mean, cool? My town is destroyed. <laughs> you did hear this weird flute music when it was coming. You hear weird flute music, the mist rolls in, and then, like, Spectre attacks. So you wander around town, and you find out there's a weird black market run by this one person called the Black Raven, who you chase around and shit, because you see him, and he's, like, in a cloak and a mask and stuff. But it's actually a bunch of punk children led by one badass kid, and they're, like, a big pain in the ass. <laughs> like, that's essentially <laughs> it. Like, you have to collect stuff, and it's really annoying. Anyway, the Black Ravens are, like, the child, like, the children population of this town, and they run a black market. Like, an illegal black market. <laughs> <laughs> so you figure it all out, and you go down into the illegal black market, and you find a cool kid named... And you're like, yo, Crow, what up? Um, what's with this flute thing? And he's like, oh, yeah, we sold a flute called the Spectre's Flute. Like, no one put this together, guys. Come on. We sold the Spectre's Flute to some dead guy whose daughter is a witch. They they sold something to a dead guy, which they didn't think was weird. They sold it to him right before he died. Oh, okay. So they sold some guy before he died whose daughter was a witch, and they knew it was a Spectre Flute, and no one decided to be like, hmm, maybe that's what's destroying our town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, Luke's like, oh, it's the witch girl. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't we think of her before? Yeah. Oh, did I mention he lives on top of the creepy hill above town? (laughs) Is it designed by Tim Burton? No, surprisingly. Aw. Did Tim Burton not get in this one or something, or? No, I guess they didn't pay him enough. Oh. He had better things to do. It's just like a big creepy castle covered in moss. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so, so... Luke's like, it's the witch girl. And Leighton's like, psh, witches. Witches aren't real. (laughs) (laughs) You have to remember, this is before he was disproved about the future thing. (laughs) That's right. So you go to this creepy moss-covered house, and the daughter is there. Her name is Ariana. And there's, like like, a tiny little butler, old man butler, who is fully voice acted and sounds like a little boy. So you're like, you're not a butler. You're a small child. And it turns out that's her little brother dressed up as a butler. So he just, like, made himself look taller and old? Yeah, he just put on a fake must- like beard and mustache so he could go buy them groceries and stuff. <laughs> because they don't sell groceries to small children? No, apparently Which not. explains why they have to run a black market, because no one will give them fucking food. Yeah, so the, so the little witch girl's there, and Luke is like, hey, didn't we used to be friends and stuff? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, before I became a witch... And he's like, come on. And Luke, like, fails at social skills. So, (laughs) because he's all, like, emotionally dead to the world. Oh, that's right. (laughs) So they get thrown out of the castle. And Luke is like, I think she was dying. (laughs) Like, last time. Luke has no social skills in this game. (laughs) But he tells this story about the last time he saw her and how she was dying of some illness or some shit. And everyone thought she'd live for a month, but then her dad died instead. Aw. Yeah, and so Emmy's, like, the professor's like, Emmy, look, fuck off to town. I need you to go back to London and get me some information. And me and Luke will stay here. And Emmy's like, cool. (laughs) 
So, Emmy fucks off to town, and, and you play as Emmy for a bit, and you go to the police station, and you meet Inspector Groski. Groski! Yay! <laughs> do you want to do you want to describe Groski? Groski is my most favorite badass, and I only know him from the context of the movie, because you could just watch that enough to play it. But he he is a wonderful man who is just completely barrel chested and tiny waist, and he is just so dedicated to his job and full of energy and will just just do whatever it takes if it's like punching a shark or like <laughs> vaulting over something he's just a badass who's just so dedicated and is and he has a pompadour a blue pompadour and chest hair popping out chest hair for miles <laughs> like <laughs> okay so Emmy goes and she's like, what up, Groski? And Groski's like, Emmy, my favorite. <laughs> like, they know each other. And um, there's, like, Groski has his own fangirl who Emmy runs into at one point. <laughs> you have to chase Groski literally all over London. Like, every time you try and talk to him, he's like, a perpetrator, and he runs away, and you have to chase him. So you meet his fangirls who have hearts for eyes, and they, like, chase after Groski all the time. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. And it's not that he's super attractive, it's just because he's a super badass. Yeah. And there's some, like, I think you meet Kemli too, but he's just around. And there's some backstory about Emmy, where she, like, met Professor Layton before, but Layton, of course, doesn't remember her, because he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> We've seen this before. Nobody cares about Emmy's backstory. Anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, back back in Miss Hallery, Layton and Luke meet the Miss Hallery chief of police, who is an asshole. Oh. He's like a huge asshole. And he doesn't care. He doesn't believe in the Spectre. He doesn't care about the Spectre. And then he sends his thugs after you. And so you're like being chased by thugs. And then Emmy finally gets back and like beats the crud out of them. Just like with her karate magic? <laughs> yeah, with karate. Like she just like karate's the shit out of them. <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Okay, so Leighton creates, creates a trap for the Spectre. And it involves like some sort of elaborate shit, but it doesn't really work. And But he figures out that the flute music, how it gets... Because you hear it all over town, this flute, this mystery, mysterious flute music. It travels through the pipes, because the town is, like, covered in these weird, like, drainage pipes. Hmm. And they originate by this lake. And the lake is right next to the creepy castle house where the witch lives. Oh, fancy that. Yeah, so you go back to the house and you're like, look, I know that you are doing this flute music... What's the deal? So she pulls out this ocarina, like in Zelda. And <laughs> so she's like, let me show you. So she goes out on this dock by the lake, and she pulls out this ocarina and starts playing it. And this Loch Ness Monster thing pulls up, pops out of the lake. But it's like a cuddly version of the Loch Ness Monster. Aww. It's like Gordy. Gordy! If, if Gordy were real. Aww. But its name is Lucia. Oh. It's an ugly name. Yes. So anyway, Lucia, like, the girl and the, her brother emphatically, like, tell you about how Lucia was protecting everyone from the Spectre, and not actually the Spectre. And Leighton's like, cool. <laughs> like, sounds good. <laughs> but the police, the police chief asshole dude, like, Miss Hallery chief police guy, he shows up and captures, they capture the Loch Ness Monster guy. No. Yeah, I know, yeah. And so the girl hates you again. <laughs> the little witch girl is like, God damn. <laughs> um, and so you're like, okay, don't worry, we'll save Lucia. So, hold on, I'm moving. Okay. 
so you go, there's like this other factory on the other edge of town, and so you go into the factory, and you discover that the, the Lucia actually was defending the town, because she was fighting this giant robot made out of mining equipment. This sounds a little familiar. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, oh, what's this weird robot made out of mining equipment? And it's, it's, you find Clark's butler there, and you're like, hey, butler, what are you doing here? And he reveals that he's not Clark's butler at all. He's Jean Descalet. <laughs> what? He's Descalet. Now, I know who Descalet is from the movie. Yeah, you don't know who he is here. <laughs> so he's like, haha, I am Jean Descalet. And Leighton is like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and he's like, He's like, that's not important. I kidnapped, I kidnapped Luke's butler and his mom, and like hid, like I kidnapped them. And Leighton's like, that's cool. I know where they are. Hey, Emmy. <laughs> and he sends Emmy off to go save them. They're in the wine cellar. They're in Clark's <laughs> wine cellar, hey. underneath a trap door. And Clark has been too busy being drunk to notice that his wife is down there. <laughs> yeah, essentially. So Emmy goes and saves them. Meanwhile. Descalet fires up the, the, like, the mining machine to battle, to, like, kill you guys. And, um, Groski's there. <laughs> he, like, came to. And you fight the mining machine with puzzles. Of course you do. I mean, it's Professor Layton. Of course you do. It's like a spider, so every time you, you're, like, attacking its legs and you attack its legs with puzzles. Like in Final Fantasy VIII. Anyway. Yeah. So... While you're fighting it, Lucia, the big thing, the big Loch Ness Monster thing, escapes from wherever it was being held captive, and it, like, runs over to the dam that's keeping the lake out of the town, and, like, beats, like, the dam, and floods the town. Okay. Okay, so the the town is flooded, Descalay's monster is screwed up, so he runs away. You with me here? I'm still with you, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so beating the shit out of that dam really hurt Lucia, so Lucia's, like, dying. No! (laughs) So Lucia, like, limps away to the lake. Into the lake. And so you follow her. You, little witch girl, the brother, Emmy, and Luke all follow her into the lake. And, um, Lucia, like, shows you this big giant Atlantis-style, like, hole in the ground covered by a giant slab, which is a puzzle. Surprise! Surprise! So you solve the puzzle, and the slab thing opens, and you go in, and it's, like, this entire underground, like, like habitat of, like, perfect woods and perfect environment and the air is perfect and everything. So it's Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, Leighton is like, oh, so Descalet was looking for this weird Atlantis place, which is so perfect and unpolluted that if little witch girl hangs out here for a while and breathes the air, she'll get better and she won't die. Except her dad will still die. Her dad's still dead, yeah, but she's... She'll live. And they're like, yay. And Emmy is like, Professor, this discovery will put you on the map. Like, this is going to be your greatest archaeological discovery to date, and you'll be famous. And Leighton's like, hmm, how about no? (laughs) (laughs) How about we leave this unpolluted and perfect? And Emmy's like, you're insane. And Luke's like, shut up, Emmy. And then the game's over. I'm a potato. I did forget potato. Well, that's okay. He just says he's a potato, guys. It's funny. (laughs) That's all. It's because Luke, Luke is starving. So at one point you go to a restaurant and he's so hungry, he just says he's a potato. <laughs> oh. Because his drunk father won't feed him. 
So, so wait, you, you, you rescued his butler, you rescued his mom, his drunk father's still drunk, but you found this perfect place. Yeah, and everyone lives happily ever after. Yay. Yay. And then, does Luke then become your assistant, or? Yeah, that's when he becomes your apprentice. Your apprentice, that's right. Yeah, because Emmy is your assistant, and Luke is your apprentice. Gotcha. Alright, are you ready? We got one more, you guys. All right. This one's the easy one, though. Yeah, this is the movie. You can help me with this because you saw it. Yes. Okay. So you get this letter. Wait, wait, wait. What's the movie called? I forgot the movie. Yeah. It's called Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. Stupid title. All right, let's go. So stupid. Okay. So you get this letter. So we're back to the first game. No, the last game. No, the third game. No, the other game. Yeah. No the, no, the second game. The second game? No, this is the movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you get this letter from your former student. Her name is Janice. And she's... Hi, Janice. Hi, Janice. She's going to be in this opera about this lost city, city called Ambrosia. The lost city of Ambrosia. Do you see this clever wordplay, you guys? <laughs> it's so, <laughs> it it's is, so clever. It's so clever. It's it's almost too clever. It's It's so clever. Okay. This is a movie, remember? Okay, I want to reinforce that this is a movie, and it's fully, like, it's a fully animated, voice-acted movie. Okay. And it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Okay. So, you get this letter from Janice. He's a, she's in an opera about Ambrosia, and all the music is, like, played on one, like, one instrument by one guy who's a composer, and it's, like, her dead friend's dad, and she really wants you to come see her opera. And you're like, okay, fine. <laughs> So, so you and Luke go to the opera, and it's like a really fancy opera house and stuff, but it turns out it's not an opera at all, because you watch the opera, and the opera ends, and Luke and Leighton are clapping, and no one else is clapping, and they're staring at you like you're insane. It's a game for immortality. (laughs) And then, turns out the opera house isn't an opera house, it's a giant boat. So everyone, there's like a, pu- a series of puzzles, and everyone who can't solve the puzzles, just the floor drops out from under them, and they fall into this bottomless pit that is this boat. <laughs> also, Groski's there. Did I mention that? Yeah, why is Groski there? I, th- I think he just went to the opera that day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Groski yeah. is cultured, okay? <laughs> okay, so you do a series of puzzles... Um, through the series of puzzles, Leighton, Luke, some other and people. Janice. Janice is hanging yeah. out with you this whole Leighton, time. Leighton, Luke, Janice, uh, the composer guy, and this little, like, 13-year-old girl who got her tickets on, like, special student discount or something. <laughs> <laughs> All of them make it onto lifeboats, and they get away from the the big boat as part of the puzzle. Like, as part of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. And th- those are the important people. Groski did not get on the lifeboats. 
didn't make it. So the boat, I think the boat sinks. It explodes, I believe. Oh, it explodes. <laughs> it explodes beautifully. <laughs> and um, Broski is left in shark-infested waters. And and all of the survivors, all of the survivors get jettisoned off the boat by submarine and make it back to shore. Yeah, but not Groski. <laughs> meanwhile, hold on. Meanwhile, Emmy is in town investigating a rat, like a rife of kidnappings of small child, like children being kidnapped. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yes, she's just kind of doing that as a side note. And you like, if you you didn't know about the last game, you're like, who the fuck is this chick? Whatever. Yeah, you're like, whatever. So Emmy is like looking investigating these child kidnappings. And she sees on the news the next morning that this boat has exploded, and she's like, oh, maybe I should go handle that. <laughs> so she gets in her biplane. Yep. But we'll come back to that later. Okay. So Luke and Leighton are on these lifeboats that turn into speedboats, and they go towards this island. So you go on this island, and um, there's, like, jungle and shit on this island, and there's more puzzles, and there's And there's, bolts. like, some food there, and you kind of, like, just eat the food. Yeah, they, like, get freaked out because there's food there, and Leighton is like, look, guys, the food's not poisoned, so everyone eats the food. And then they get attacked by wolves. But it's okay, because who do they have with them? Because Luke can talk to wolves. So Luke tries to talk to the wolves, but he can't because they're wolves. And it's really cute when Luke tries, because he just makes little growly noises. He, he's like, grr, arr. <laughs> it is pretty cute. But okay, so you, like, to get away from the wolves, everyone gets, like, caught in these trap, like, jungle traps with cages, and they're, like, using the cages to fend off the wolves, and also it's a puzzle, and they're trying to get to this castle in the middle of the island. And, like, shit happens, and Leighton has to build a helicopter out of a chainsaw and a bucket. Which he does. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, he builds a helicopter out of a chainsaw and a bucket and a leaf blower, and make they make it to the castle. And it's been narrowed down to Luke, Leighton, that little teenage girl, Janice, and, like, two other bitches no one cares about. <laughs> yeah. And they are bitches. Yeah. Meanwhile, Emmy... <laughs> Emmy is in her biplane, because Emmy has a biplane. She she sees Groski down in the middle of the ocean punching sharks, and she, like, stops to pick him up. Because <laughs> he's quite literally, like, punching sharks and using his sheer barrel chest to, like, propel himself forward in the water. Yeah, he's just punching sharks. So <laughs> she picks him up, and they make it, they, like, are on their way to the island. In this castle, there's, like, another puzzle... And Leighton is like, okay, guys, here's the answer to the puzzle, so everyone go that way. Meanwhile, I'm going to go this way. And he separates from the group and lets Luke go with the other people. And the way that Leighton goes, he goes into this room, and he finds a little girl who says that she is the composer dude, his daughter. She's like, my name is Melina. And Leighton is like, Melina's dead. What are you talking about? And... She's, like, she, like, freaks out and everything, and Luke is like, you're not really Molina, you're, like, this little girl who's been kidnapped from town. <laughs> Meanwhile, Luke and everyone went a different way, and they got caught in a cage, and even though it was the right answer to the puzzle, they got caught in a cage, and Descalay's back. Descalay! Descalay! <laughs> and he's like, haha, haha, only one of you can gain immortality, <laughs> and... There's, like, that teenage girl, remember? She's, like, 14, 15. 
And Descolay's like, I pick you. And she's like, actually, I wanted immortality for my grandpa because he's dying. And Descolay's like, shut up. <laughs> You're That's gonna right. Become immortal. So he puts everyone else in the dungeon and, like, takes this little girl. So Luke and everyone escape from the dungeon. And they're, like, cornered by soldiers or, like, henchmen, little henchmen. And Emmy and Groski show up and they beat the crap out of all the henchmen. Because <laughs> they're a bunch of badasses. You know, whatever. And so they, they all go back up to try and save that girl who is going to become immortal because that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> Not so much. So um, the composer guy is up there with them. And he, like, the plan is that the person is not going to become immortal. Their memories are going to be replaced by Melina, the, the composer guy's dead daughter. So the little teenage girl is like, no, I don't actually want to be replaced by Melina. I'm okay with being my- myself. Yeah. yeah, I wanted immortality for my grandpa. You guys are dicks. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and so Descalay and the composer guy are like, yeah, whatever. Descalay's like, haha, I'm evil. And the composer guy is like, I just really want my daughter back. I'm sorry. Meanwhile, Luke come like Luke and everyone come out and then Leighton and that little girl come out and Leighton is like look you're full of shit and your little <laughs> mind wipe thing isn't working because look at this little girl she's been kidnapped and stuff and Descalay's like haha this has been my plan the whole time I never wanted to save like replace your daughter I just want to recover the lost city of Ambrosia and gain immortality through the lost city of Ambrosia <laughs> and like Leighton is like, look, dude, it's not going to work because you have to solve the puzzles to uncover the lost city of Ambrosia. <laughs> it's always puzzles. It's always puzzles. And it turns out they have Janice with them who can sing, and that's the yeah. key to solving the puzzle. Yeah, the, solving the puzzle is about singing. And also the composer guy who can play, like, the piano or whatever. So, so like, <laughs> it's like a series of song puzzle thingies. Anyway, um... Descolet's like, screw you, and he turns something into a giant robot. (laughs) (laughs) He, like, doesn't wait around for them to solve the puzzle. He just turns some shit into a giant robot. So they're like, fuck, we gotta fix this puzzle really quick, otherwise he's gonna kill us all with his giant robot. No, well, yeah, he's kind of, like, sing, like, he's, like, very... Oh, he's making them do it, that's right. Yeah, he, like, kidnapped Janice again, and he's like, sing, my angel of music, and... (laughs) (laughs) He is, to be fair, wearing a mask and a cape. He is wearing a kind of Phantom of the Opera mask. Anyway, Luke and Leighton, like, I think they, like, helicopter or something. They, like, get up on the robot. No, they take the biplane, don't they? I can't remember. Anyway, they get on this giant robot. (laughs) And Luke, like, climbs up and saves Janice. And Leighton grabs a random piece of steel pipe and sword fights Descalay. Yes, he does. On the side of a giant robot. It's beautiful. Like, straight up. Like, straight up. They sword fight. Duskalay has a real sword, by the way. Yeah, Duskalay uses a real sword, Leighton uses a piece of pipe, and Leighton is so good at sword fighting with a piece of pipe, he, like, shoves Duskalay over the side, and Duskalay falls into the forest and is not heard from again. And Leighton's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Leighton's like, whatever. And they, so they get off the giant robot, which explodes or something. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Something. And they, like, make it onto this bit of rock. And Leighton's like, so are we going to solve the puzzle or what? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, are you fucking serious? He's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, he's serious. So they they solve the puzzle, and out of the, like, the ocean, 
the city of Ambrosia, like, rises, and it's, like, ruins or whatever. But, so, once again, Emmy's like, this is going to put you on the archaeological map. And this time, Leighton's like, cool. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, you whatever. Know, <laughs> and then Janice is like, hey, and or I think Leighton, like, says something, like, isn't that right, Melina? <laughs> and Janice is like. And everyone's like, what? And Janice reveals that it, it hasn't been Janice. The entire time, it's been Melina's memories and Janice's body. Because Janice and Melina were like BFFs, and it turns out Janice wasn't a very happy person. And so she was like totally cool with Melina living in her body yeah. and like doing all they this stuff. They used the mind control vi- device on Janice first, like as soon as they developed it. They used it on her, and they thought it didn't work, so they started kidnapping younger and younger people. And so Janice was like cool with it, so she just let Melina chill out in her body. <laughs> And Melina's like, okay, Janice, you actually have to live your own life now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of yeah. here. And, yeah, so she, like, has a really sad part with her dad. And, like, is like, dad, you have to let me go and let Janice live her life. And her dad's like, no. And, and Layton's like, whatever, you're going to jail, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Melina, like, goes away and everyone is sad, sort of. And Janice is like, maybe I can be happy now. And, like, that's it. That's pretty much it. And then they, like, go back, and they're just like, oh, wasn't that a fun adventure? Yeah, essentially. Because the whole to- whole story is told in flashbacks. Yeah, and so, like, then this just cuts to them, like, because they were listening to that opera CD that Janice sent yeah. them. And they're like, oh, that was a fun adventure. And they, like, the CD ends, and, or the record, I guess, ends, and they go out to, like, lunch. Yeah, they were like, remember Janice. that fun adventure at the end? And they go see Janice. Yeah. And everyone is lives happily ever after. <laughs> Yay! Yay. So that's all I got. That's it. So I'm going to guess the next game starts where Professor gets a phone call. (laughs) Well, you'd think that, wouldn't you? But I bet you he gets a telegram. (laughs) He gets a text message. (laughs) 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 But no, so I haven't played Miracle Mask, but it does take place when he has his afro. Oh my god, so it's even earlier than all the other games. Yeah. Luke is not in it at all. I don't think so. Cause, oh, I don't know, maybe Clark might be in it. Because they were like buddies in college or something. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. So, I can't spoil Miracle Mask for you because I haven't played it yet. But I'm going to play it as soon as I get money, you guys. And so, where do we know where the Phoenix Wright Professor Layden? Do we know where it falls in there? From, okay, the only, we haven't like been told an official timeline, or at least I haven't... <laughs> But from Luke's appearance, it takes place in the prequel era. Okay. Because Luke is, in the original three, Luke is wearing, like, a blue sweater and, like, shorts and stuff. And in the prequel three, he's wearing still shorts, but, like, suspenders and a white shirt. And that is what he's wearing in PL vs. AA. Okay. So we're assuming it's in the prequel stage, so it's before Flora and before all... Yeah. Which I'm... I am perfectly convinced that they did the, the prequel stuff so that they could do games without Flora in them. Yeah, probably. <laughs> because the whole thing has been like, what do we do with Flora? Fuck, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and so yeah. they got rid of her and got Emmy. Who, like, they can tell, Emmy, go fuck off and do this. And she'll be like, okay, and get in her plane and fly away. Yeah. But I don't really like Emmy because she's kind of mean to Luke. Like, she teases him, but also she's kind of mean to him. Oh, but he's a sad, depressed child in that game. Yeah, it's kind of sad. She's a badass. And in the movie, which I assume takes place after 
the game, um, they kind of don't have any dialogue or banter at all. They kind of just like, oh, hi. How's it going? Yeah, because she just saves him. So, I don't know. She, maybe she gets better in Miracle Mask, but I'm, I'm not impressed with Emmy at this point. Is she even in Miracle Mask? Yeah, she's in oh, it. Oh, okay. I think. Maybe. I don't know. It's before. Maybe it, maybe it's, like, flashbacks and stuff. I remember from the promo video, like, when the trailer came out, she was in it. And maybe Luke was in it, too. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know anything about Miracle Mask. Okay, well, we'll stop trying to talk about it, then. Alright, well, I guess that was our Lady Lowdown. Yeah. Cool. So, that um... That's the plot of all the Lady Games without the puzzles. And... Uh, yeah. I don't... That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, those are all the Lady Games. <laughs> That's all you get to know. That's all you should need to know. If you weren't an expert now, then you, you're, I give up. You have to play them. <laughs> yeah. Or just go watch all the cutscenes. Or do both. Or do everything. Go watch the movie. Yeah, the movie's actually super helpful. And it's beautiful. The movie's good because it's pretty... You don't actually have to do puzzles, but they do them for you. Like, it's really Leighton feely. Um, you get, like, all of the goodness of knowing who Leighton and Luke are without actually having to play the games. And it's beautiful! Yeah, it's beautiful. Luke, uh, Luke's voice actor changes in the, the movie. Like, the, they get a new chick to do him, so his voice is way different than the normal games. But it's not bad. Yeah, it's not. I didn't... I had no complaints. I mean, I did, but that's because I was used to his other voice. Yeah, but everyone else will... I mean, I guess Layden's the same, so... So seriously, if you're gonna... First of all, if you're not gonna do anything... Watch that cutscene where they get chased by a Ferris wheel. <laughs> because that's fantastic. But if you want to do a little more than that, watch the movie. And if you want to do a little more than that, go buy the original three, because they were really good. Except Diabolical Box, where everyone was on LSD and Leighton Sword fought an 80-year-old man. It was a little weird. It got weird. But, like, they don't straight up, they don't, like, make it sound like you're on LSD for half the game, so it's only after you play it and you sit for a second, you're like, wait a sec. <laughs> you were on drugs for half of that game. This is probably why Luke's parents found about, out about this later, and we're like, we're gonna go far, far away. This is probably why Don Paolo passed his flora, is because everyone was on drugs. <laughs> and no one gave a shit. That too. Alright, well, we could talk about little things forever, but I feel like... Everyone's got a good grasp. They can know where to go from here. Yeah. So you're you guys are all set for Professor Layden versus Ace Attorney. Whenever that happens. Some day in the future. Or in the not future. Or in the fake future London. <laughs> or in the not future fake future London, which actually is kind of the future, except it's not really, it's just a flash forward that goes back. <laughs> in your giant robots. In your giant robot. So I'm going to go get in my giant robot, because it's showtime. Big O, it's showtime. Okay, and I'm going to go make a helicopter out of some bullcrap. Alright, so we'll see you guys on the next regular episode of Object to This. Oh, and, yes. Oh? I just wanted to mention that all of the music I used here is either from Professor Layton or from Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney. Yes, so thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the Layton Lowdown with Michelle. Yay. Thank you, Michelle, for actually doing all of that, because I'm bad at Layden. No, I love Layden. So it's good. Alright, so... This was the Layden Lowdown on Object to This, so why don't you object to that?